Welcome one and all to The Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe, as always, here with my lovely wife, Angela, who's at the controls, and the prophet of the hour, Dr. Andrew. How are you, sir? Awesome. That's good. I'm awesome, too. And uh, today, we're going to talk about an awesome subject, for those who don't know it, mm -hmm. fire. Fire. Yeah, they always say don't play with the fire, right? That's right. Say so if you play with it, you will get burned. Yeah. Mankind loves to play with fire, so. <laughs> Hell, watch out. <laughs> so, yeah, so they get their just due. They do, every time. So, the definition of fire is this Oxford Dictionary. Okay. It is a process in which substances combine chemically with oxygen. Okay. There. And it typically gives out one, light, two, heat, and three, burning. Mmm. Okay? Okay, so it's really three nice. also. Yeah, it's three also. Okay. Well, that's not the important part. The no. The important part is its consequences. Yes. So, so from the beginning, okay, it was a great source of light. Right. When do we when do we recall about the fire? Uh, the fire was in the beginning, and it was the light when God said, "Let there be light." Uh, no, that wasn't fire. That wasn't fire. Uh -uh. Fire wasn't, then it probably wasn't mentioned until uh, Revelation where it talked about the lake of fire. Nope. Okay. Egypt. Oh, when they were in Egypt. Uh-huh. Okay. And they, they, didn't they suffer something with fire? No, it protected them. There was a... A pillar. A pillar of fire by day and a cloud of smoke by night. That's right. And there was also a pillar of fire that, that stopped the soldiers before they could get to them at the lake, at the River Jordan. That's right. So, or I mean at the Red Sea. So the, uh, so before that, the fire was mentioned in Moses, right? Moses. Oh, yeah, the tree. Yeah, the bush. The burning, the burning, the burning bush. bush. Uh-oh, yeah. Moses went up, and God the Father appeared to him as a burning bush, right? And told him that he needed to remove his sandals, for he was on holy ground. Yeah, so it says this, The angel of the Lord appeared to Moses in a blazing fire from the midst of a bush. Mm. And he looked, and behold, the bush was burning with fire, yet the bush was not consumed. Right. Exodus 3 and 3. So the interesting thing is everything goes against the definition of fire here, okay? Okay. Because the Hebrew word for fire is esh, as, and it means to be consumed. Okay. And it was a fire that was not consumed, right? Right. And the reason it was not consumed is because what? Because the fire was actually God. Right, because it was God the Father in the fire. So he, the I am can't consume the I am, obviously. Okay. Okay. So, and the other thing is the word consume is a call, which means to be destroyed by fire. Okay. So, through this great fire, God the Father revealed himself to Moses and ultimately to the people. And yet, he, he didn't consume them, did he? No. Instead, his fire was what? fire was there to save them. Yeah, it was there to, to guide them, right? And and get them through the desert. Mm -hmm. So fire in this instance is light. 
Okay. okay. So it's a light that guides the people along the right path. Okay. So just as you had mentioned before, the fire appeared as a great pillar in the desert. Okay. Right. It's what they called the Shekinah. And it's, it was a light. It was a, a beacon. Okay. So that people could follow it wherever it went. Okay. So it appeared, as it says here, the Lord was going before them in a pillar of cloud by day to lead them on the way, and a pillar of fire by night to give them light, that they might travel by day and by night. Exodus mm. 13 and 21. So okay. the Hebrew word for light is or. Or, okay. Which means to show. Okay. To show the way, because the Shekinah, the pillar of fire would show the people the way to go. Mm. Okay? But the fire was also to be greatly feared because, why? The fire went before them. Okay? Right. So you weren't going to go before the fire, were you? No. Yeah. It, um, it wouldn't be smart. You. No, the fire would have consumed you. Right. And the reason for that is the word before is the word panem, which means face. Okay. So no one could approach the face of God. Not even Moses could approach the face of God. Right. And that, and God told him that that right. he couldn't approach that he couldn't see his face. Yeah. He said, uh, you cannot see my face for no man can see me and live. Exodus thirty three. Mm. So you couldn't approach the face of the Shekinah because the Shekinah was leading you which way to go, not vice versa. Okay. So so the father was in, with his people in the fire, and he dwelt with them in the temple as fire. So it would, when they weren't moving, it would settle over the tabernacle. Right. Okay. Exodus 40, right? Mm-hmm. And not only that, but they could hear his words coming out of the fire. Wow. Yeah, it says this. Out of the heavens, he let you hear his voice to discipline you. And on earth, he let you see his great fire. And you heard his words coming from the midst of the fire. Okay. Deuteronomy 4. So not only was the fire there to give him light, but the words of God came forth from the fire. Okay. He truly was a light to the people. Okay. Okay. On the other hand, the fire can also be a great source of heat, right? Right. So... Heat brings warmth, right? Yes. As those that are in the cold need warmth. Right. But heat is dangerous because it's got a, it's a double-edged sword. Because if you get too close to it, what happens? You burn up. Yeah, you get burned. So, not only that, but it also exposes, okay? Okay. Uh, Peter discovered the nature of fire the hard way. Hmm. Remember when, he, when that happened? I don't. So, I'm serious. I don't remember when that happened. Okay. So Peter, um, as we know, denied the Lord. Okay? Yes. Three times. Three times. Right? And it all, he got exposed by the fire. Okay? It says this. That Peter had followed him at a distance, that is Christ, right into the courtyard of the high priest. Okay. And he was sitting with the officers and warming himself at the fire. Oh, yes. Mark, I remember now. Yeah, Mark 14 And somebody in the crowd pointed out that he was one of them. They had seen him with him. 
Yeah, and it. Peter denied again. Yeah. So what the fire did was it, it lit up Peter and it exposed him, right? Right. It burned him, essentially. It says this. As Peter was below in the courtyard, one of the servant girls of the high priest came. And seeing Peter warming himself, she looked at him and said, You also were with Jesus the Nazarene. But Peter denied it, saying, I neither know nor understand what you are talking about. Wow. Okay. So that's the danger behind the warmth of a fire, is that it can burn you. Yes. So just as it gives light and warmth, the opposite side is it can burn you. Right. Uh, so the sacrifice in the same way had to be what? Sacrifice had to be burnt. Right, the sacrifice had to be burnt. We talked about this the previous time, right? Right. You, you sacrifice a lamb, you take the blood, right? Right. Because that was a sign of the, the, the life. Lamb, life in the lamb. And you put that on the temple. Right. And then the body, what do you do with the body? You burn it. Right, but you don't eat it, right? No. It says, do not eat the fire, the body, for it's meant to be burned in the fire. Right. So they took this in offering and put it in, in, the, burn, in the fire. It says this. No sin offering of which any of the blood is brought into the tent of meeting to make atonement in the holy place shall be eaten. It shall be burned with fire. fire. Leviticus 6 and 30. Wow. So, important, right. Don't drink the blood. Don't, don't eat, eat the, the meat. Right. Okay. Burned, so. so, at this point, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about fire and some of its some of the other things that fire does for us and against us. I'm your host Michael Van Lowe. You are listening to the Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. Thank you one and all for staying with us. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is The Prophecy Show. You're listening to Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and today we're talking about the fire. So the fire is important because when we sacrifice an animal, we, we learn you do not drink the blood, and we learn... You do not, not eat, eat the, the body, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's meant to be burnt in the fire. Okay. okay. So the blood was offered as a sin offering, and the body was earned, was put as a burnt offering. Okay. Right. So the Hebrew word for burn is seraph, which means to utterly destroy. Okay. Thus we preserve the blood because it's life. Right. And, and we burn the body in the fire. Okay. We totally destroy it, okay? However, the Lamb of God would come as the perfect sacrifice, right? Right. So he would be the blood offering for our sins. Okay. And because of his perfect sacrifices, our sins are completely Forgiven. absolved. Right. right. They are covered, they are propitiated, they are atoned for, they are forgiven, okay? Okay. And through his blood sacrifice, now we can return back to the Father. Okay? Right. Not only that, but now we can panem. We can see the Father face to face. Mm. So, so a great sacrifice and great 
rewards because of that sacrifice, okay? Okay. So we just mentioned it time and time again. You're not to drink the blood, you're not to eat the body. Mm, right. However, this was the exception, right? There was the, the exception was the blood and the body of Christ. Right. We were supposed to drink the blood uh -huh. and eat the body because that was our way to salvation. That's right. And we could do that because, first of all, it was a man. So we, were, we are the same spirit, right? right. And, on, and not only that, but he is the perfect sacrifice. So that's why we are to eat and drink, right? Right. So it says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, so allusion to his presence as, as a, a man, man, and drink his blood, you have no life in yourselves, because blood is life. life. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day. Mm. For my flesh is true food, that is spiritual food, right? and my blood is true drink, that right. is spiritual water. Okay. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me and I in him. So that okay. goes back to the whole I am stuff, right? right? So haya asher haya, right? Right. In other words, we become one with him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me, he will also live because of me. Mm. So it's just a, a descent of the right. powers, right? Right. It's, God, it's Christ handing the power to us. Mm -hmm. This is the bread, the manna, right? Right. Which came down out of heaven, not as the fathers ate and died. So direct reference to the Sinai Peninsula, right? Right. He who eats this bread, that is the body of Christ. So have eternal life. You got it. John 6 and 53. So okay. you know your scripture. Well, I mean, I remember a lot of that stuff, but yeah. there's little things that I just... Yeah, you got it. Okay. So the, yeah, originally the body of the sin offering would be burnt in the fire. However, this one wasn't, was it? No. Why is that? Because it was, first of all, a perfect sacrifice, uh -huh. and it wasn't sacrificed with fire. And? And it was, it was part of God and part of man. Uh-huh. And? Okay, I'm missing something. And he would raise from the dead. After three days. Yeah. Okay. So, so that's why. Yeah. Because he would raise again. Right. And, and, and uh, I, you know, a, a crazy question for me just got answered. Um, and I'm sure it's because it's all in, in representative symbols now. Mm -hmm. when, when Christ took the bread and broke it and mm -hmm. told them to eat that because that was his body, mm -hmm. that was the representation of what we do today mm -hmm. with the bread. Correct. Okay. Exactly. Um, I'm getting there. Yep. So it says this, For God raised him up on the third day and granted that he become visible. In other words, there's no debate anymore. No. He's died and raised. And, and here he is. You can yep. see him now, and if you don't see him, somebody will tell you he was here. And he ordered us to preach to the people as mm. disciples and apostles 
and to testify that this is the one who okay. has been appointed by God as judge of the living and the dead. Mm. So those that live now and those who have passed away. Okay. Of him all the prophets bear witness. So there's no inconsistency. The whole Bible is consistent with this. Yes. That through his name, of course, the name becomes important. Right. Everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins. So fulfillment of the Jesus and the Christ. The, okay. The Savior, the one who purifies us of sin. So it all refers back to the sacrifice again. Okay. Mm. okay. And 40. So he was the perfect sacrifice, and because of that, we are saved. Right. And in his name, and in his image, we become what? We become his brothers. We become children of, of God the Father. That's right. We become, actually, not only that, but we become one with him, okay? Mm. Okay, so there is a specific type of fire that we will not confront, and that is called the fire of persecution, okay? Okay. Different type of fire, okay? Yes. So, what, do, what good can a fire do? Mm, a fire can, can cleanse. Cleanse what? It can cleanse, cleanse the space, purify. I mean, there, oh. there are a lot of good aspects to fire when used in those you know what I mean? In those mm -hmm. applications. I mean, fire is... You know what smelting is? Yeah, that's where you are purifying metal yeah. using fire. Exactly. So fire, the great thing it can do is it purifies metal into fine silver and gold. Right. Because the fire can remove the impurities from the metal. Right. Okay, just as the fire of persecution can remove, can purify us as servants mm, of God. Okay. So we become what he would call righteous servants of gold and silver. Mm. And this is what it says, the prophecy says of Christ, the smelter and the purifier. It says this, for he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap. He will set as a smelter and purifier of silver and he will purify the sons of Levi. Now, you know that that's important, right? The sons of Levi? Yes. Why is that? Because wasn't Levi one of the tribes? Mm-hmm. What tribe? The, what, was it the tribe that Jesus came from? No, he came from the tribe of Judah. Okay. Okay. Okay, so no. So he came from I, the tribe of Judah. So the sons of Levi are important because those are his priests. They are, oh, that's right. That they him. are the Levites. They right. are the ones that serve, take, the serve in the temple and take care of the temple. And You know why that's important? Well, because the temple is where God the Father lives. Yeah. So, and I refer to the future. Why is that important? Now you have me again. So the 144,000 are the priests. So it says that. It says they are the ones that serve in the temple forever and ever with him. Okay. So they, are, they will always be in the, in the temple with him. Actually, he is the temple. But they, right. will, they will be his Levites. They will, be his, they will tend to his needs. They will serve him day and night. Okay. Okay. So, so he's talking about the 144,000 here. He says, he will purify the sons of Levi and refine them like gold and silver. So that they may present to the Lord offerings, that is, themselves, okay. in righteousness. Malachi 3 and 2. 
Okay. So in other words, he strips his servants of earthly, their earthly clothes, and that's what... And that's what the white robes are that right. were washed in the blood. And yeah, and that's what the smelting is. That It's removing all this foreskin, all the earthly junk that comes with us, okay? Okay. And yeah, and he trades that out for white robes. So white robes of sacrifice with the blood, right? Right. Righteousness, love, all those things, okay? Mm-hmm. So these are his most holy ones. These are the prophets, martyrs, and saints. And they have been refined. They have been made pure by the fire persecution. Okay. Because they are pure. Hmm. What will happen to them? Well, because they are pure, they will, they, not only will they serve the temple, but they'll be the ones that, the one-third that remain. No, they're not the one-third. They're the 144,000. 144,000. Okay. So, so what, what, what are these, are they subject to the fire? No. Right. So these are, these are the ones that are not subject to the fire. Okay, so they're they're the, the ones quote that we talk about the rapture. Right. They're the ones that'll be raised up on the last on that day. Okay. Then the fire starts. Then okay. the fire starts, and all of us that are left after the fire. Yeah, we have to go through the fire. We so. have to come out. So it says this: when the sun returns and when his holy ones have been raised, then the tribulation shall come. Right. Mm, okay. And it'll be a third of mankind that will be tested and purified in the fire, the fire of tribulation, okay? Okay. So it's through the fire that they are redeemed. Nuclear fire, let's say, okay? Okay, I'll go with that. And it says this, it says, and I will bring the third part, so one-third of mankind, through the fire. Refine them as silver is refined and test them as gold is tested because okay. we'll, we will all be tested by the fire on that day. Wow. Okay. They will call on my name. So they will assume the name of the Father. Okay. Okay. And I will answer them. I will say, these are my people. And they will say, the Lord is my God. Okay. So they, I, they're going to say, the I am. The Haya Ashahaya is my God. Zechariah 13. Wow. We're going to take another break right here. And when we come back, we're going to talk more about this purification process because I have a feeling there's a lot that we're, we haven't even touched yet. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is The Prophecy Show on Christ the King Radio at ctkradio.org. to the Prophecy Show. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. Thank you so much for staying with us. Today we are talking about the fire and how it purifies and, and what it means for us as Christians, the fire. So the fire is really, really important because for us as believers because mm -hmm. it purifies us. It's whether you're talking about the fire persecution or whether you're talking about the fire at the end. Okay. Now, we're talking about the fire at the end. It says that the fire was meant to judge our works. Correct. So, in other words, our spiritual works will be purified and glorified, but our earthly works will be consumed in yeah, the fire. There'll be nothing left. So. Right. So, you know, all that time you spent making money, all that time you spent building up your house, 
doing all nice the crazy clothes, things. Fine jewelry, whatever. All the crazy works. things that we do as humans to make ourselves important. Yeah, that'll be that'll be gone. It won't. It'll be insignificant. It'll be actually not even insignificant. Thank you. It'll, it'll be, be non-existent. Gone. Yeah. It says this: for the day will show it, because it is to be revealed with fire. Revealing, revelation. Right. And the fire itself will test the quality of each man's work. Mm. So whether it's work in the spirit or work on the earth. Okay. First Corinthians 3 and 13. So a third of mankind shall be redeemed. Okay. In other words, they will say Christ is the way. And because of that, they shall be redeemed. But for those who remain, fire is harsh. Yes, it is. Okay. Now, if you look again at that definition of fire, let me repeat it. Mm-hmm. It is a process in which substances combine chemically with oxygen from the air and typically give out light, heat, and burning. Oxford Dictionary. Okay. Obviously, we're talking about the burning part. Since right, we're about because the we're talking about the end. So what does it say here is necessary in order for it to occur? It has to have oxygen. Bingo. So the imperative word here is oxygen, because the process of burning cannot occur without oxygen. So it cannot occur without God allowing it to happen, God the Father allowing it to happen. Well, no, more specifically, oxygen is defined as this. It is a life-supporting component of the air we breathe. Correct. Oxford Dictionary Definition. Okay. So who in the Trinity gives us the breath of life? The Spirit. Yeah, it's the Spirit. It's the Spirit who gives us the breath of life. Job said it correctly. He said, the Spirit of God has made me, and the breath of the Almighty gives me life. Job 33. Mm. So it's the last test for mankind, right? Right. If we recall, the Father is water, and how did he test mankind? He uh, tested them with the flood. Right, with the flood. The Son of Man is the blood. Correct. And how will he test man? He will test man by what he does with the... Okay, he'll test man by... (laughs) The wine press. Oh, that's That's when the third is redeemed, right? Yeah, that's when the third is redeemed. He sticks them in the wine press and and squeezes them. Right, so, and if they pass through that... It's not the first fruits, obviously. The first fruits, 144,000. Right, so they're they're not even going to... They're not in the wine press, but... But we are. Right, the third gets in the wine press, press. okay? And then... And then the Spirit judges mankind. How does the Spirit judge mankind? With fire. With fire. Because we come out... And if we make it through the fire, we come out as pure gold. Right. So, so the, as I said, the Father tests with water, the Son, the son tests, tests with, with the blood. wine press, uh-huh. and, the spirit. and Spirit tests with the fire. Right. Ah, I need to remember that. I need to definitely remember that. So, um, yeah. So it, it was prophesied from the beginning that it would happen, okay? Right. He gave us warning with Sodom and Gomorrah. He said this, Then the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities and what grew on the ground. 
Genesis 19. Wow. So a terrible day, right? Yes, it was. So the son referred directly to that. He said, on the day of the fire of judgment, I say to you, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom in the day of judgment than for you. Wow. Matthew 11. So he gave us warning. He said, the day will come when the great fire shall judge all men. Right. Okay. It says this, so it will be at the end of the age, the day that's soon coming. The angels will come forth and take out the wicked from among the righteous. And what will they do with them? They will throw them, them into, into the, the furnace of fire. Yes. Yeah. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Wow. Matthew 13. So few have heeded his warnings. And the judgment of fire will come. Right. So we should all be prepared for that fire. Right. Because it, it's going to be awful. It'll okay. Be awful. So, so these prophets. So we're going to take, just hold that thought right there. We'll be right back after this brief break. I think she said we can continue. No, 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 I know. Welcome one and all. Thanks again for staying with me. I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. This is The Prophecy Show. I'm here with Dr. Andrew, and once again, we're talking about the fire. So, yeah, so the fire of judgment is going to be a harsh day, harsh years. But the, um, the first fire will be quick, I, I believe. That it'll, mm. it'll, it'll redeem the one-third of mankind. Okay. It says, at the first trumpet blast, a fire will come down. Okay. okay. It says, the first sounded... And there came hail and fire mixed with blood, and they were thrown to the earth, and a third of the earth was burned up, and a third of the trees were burned up, and all the green grass was burned up, and a third of mankind was burned up, Revelation 8. Okay, so, so that's, that's the first third gone. Right. And then it gets really bad. Right. So we recall, as we can remember, how... Caesar burned up the Christians, right? He right. Used them, used them as lamps. Used them as lamps on the uh, Appian Way. That'll, that'll be nothing. I mean, you know, they, typically they died probably in a few hours, okay? Okay. So God the Father and Christ the Son will remove themselves, and the laws of death won't apply anymore. Okay. In other words, people will burn for five months. They but they will, won't die. They will beg. They will die. They will plead to die. But they won't die. And they'll even try to kill themselves. But they can't. But they can't. They will, they will be there to burn mm. for five months continuously. So that would be the radiation burns from the... Yeah, except, like I said, you won't be able to take a bullet and gut, shoot yourself. cut yourself. You won't be able to jump off a building. You won't be able to take cyanide. It says this, but to torment for five months... And their torment was like the torment of a scorpion when it stings a man. Mm. And in those days, men will seek death and will not find it. Okay. They will long to die and death flees from them. Wow. Revelation 9 and 5. Can't imagine. I just can't imagine. I can't either. I, mm, please, Father, take me quick. Yeah, I mean, we talk about torture and stuff, but, you know, even torture, usually within a week, people are gone. 
either they die or it ends. Right. So we're talking five months. Man, that's a long time. That's a long time. So what is the cause of the fire? Burning. By? Fire. By, by heat? By? Yeah, burning. By? By heat. And by what fire does with yeah. oxygen and... I mean, I'm talking, what, what's the cause of the fire? Oh, the cause of the fire. The cause of the fire is the fact that man is too stubborn and he refuses to change and he still yeah. wants to sin. Yeah. So who's going to cause the fire? Christ is going to cause the fire. Yeah. Well, no, God's going to cause the fire, but yeah. the Spirit. No, I don't believe so. No? I believe that it's man himself that's going to cause it. Well, with all of our knowledge, we know how, don't we? Yeah, it's, it's going to be nuclear fire. Okay, so... So it says this, And I saw something like a sea of glass mixed with fire, Revelation 15.2, at the right. beginning of the judgment, right? Right. So I believe it's, that's the nuclear bomb. That goes off. Yeah. And everything around turns it turns up. to glass. Yep. This is what Oppenheimer said on that day in Hiroshima. He said, then the time will come when men will curse the name of Los Alamos, right? He says this. He says that man, the people of this world, must unite or they will perish. And he predicted that. And now we're closer to the day when man will perish than ever. Closer than ever. We're, we're actually, if you talk to most of the physicists, mm -hmm. they'll tell you. I said we're way closer than we were during the Cold War. And, and believe it or not, that's less than 100 years since Oppenheimer made that statement. Yeah, it was in 45. So. Okay, so here we are in 2016 and we're... Ready to see the fire. Yeah. It's, it's, and man has prepared himself to destroy himself, too. Man's, man's ready to destroy himself, so... And I hope that it... I hope that I'm asleep when it happens. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to be awake. No, I agree. Anyway, I'm your host, Michael Van Lowe. Until next week, take care of yourself. <laughs>